The 10-Minute Writers' Workshop is supported by Heinemann, a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision-makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. Before we dig in, we've got to dig into a fun literary food fact from our executive producer, Maureen McMurray. What's going on today, Maureen? I have a little bit of a quiz, Virginia. I hope you're ready. Uh, I'll see. Which famously masculine writer once penned, outside of insects and bum sleeping, the rock that wrecks most camping trips is cooking? When you had me at famous masculine writer, Jack London or Ernest Hemingway? It was Ernest Hemingway, you're right. And you know what the rock that wrecks most meals is, right? <laughs> Uh, the thud when you have nothing to cook? Not having Blue Apron. Okay, for less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. And I'm going to tell you, I recently made the shiitake mushroom burgers with miso mayonnaise and roasted sweet potato. And it was so easy that I just looked at the ingredients first and I caught up with a friend on the phone while I was making it. So fancy. I know. Well, I think that's my new strategy. (laughs) Well, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping on us by going to blueapron.com slash 10 minute. It is such a relief to get home and see that Blue Apron box waiting for me. It really feels and tastes great to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash 10 minute. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. This is Ben Winters with the 10 Minute Writers Workshop. And I'm Virginia Prescott. I admit, I find Ben Winters a little incomprehensible. Not his output, which is consistently great, but his wild imagination and range. He's a teacher, a playwright, an Edgar Award and Philip K. Dick Award-winning novelist. He's written children's books, a terrific detective series, and landed a New York Times bestseller with a Jane Austen meets the Kraken mashup called Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. His most recent novel, Underground Airlines, imagines an alternative American history and present. The Civil War has never happened, and slavery is legal in four southern states. Underground Airlines is an ingenious work of speculative fiction because at times it seems so chillingly plausible. The best-selling book landed on several top 10 lists in 2016, from Fresh Air contributor Maureen Corrigan to the BBC. We caught up with Ben Winters at the Capital Center for the Arts in Concord, New Hampshire, before interviewing him and Underground Railroad author Colson Whitehead, and asked, which is harder for him, starting or finishing? Oh, finishing. Oh, yeah, totally finishing. Starting is easy. Everybody loves to start. I could start all day long. Uh, Finishing is hard. And actually, it isn't even finishing. It's the middle. The middle is the hardest part. You often have an idea or a strong uh, feel for the ending long before you know how you're going to get from the beginning to the ending. So how much plotting or planning do you do beforehand? Do you kind of like outline, set things all together before you start writing? I do not enough, probably. Um, And it goes back and forth. So I'll write a bunch with whatever the sort of first burst of energy or the sort of engine of the ideas, get as as far as that'll take me. And then I do some sort of ragged outline, um, which I then kind of as I proceed in the book, I go back and forth between the text and the outline, constantly revising both, making a bigger and bigger mess until at some point I have to clean it up, and that's called the book. But you do a whole world building for this one. You know, everything from, you know, like Norman Rockwell paintings are different. James Brown is different. Um, 
What is that process like for you? How do you begin that? Well, Underground Airlines is a special case because it is, as you say, it's a, it's a, a version of America. So there are a lot of familiar elements that are transformed by the very dark premise, uh, by the kind of heightened idea that there is still slavery. So everything is transformed by that. But the thing is, once I had a kind of a general idea, the big idea, the smaller things, the details, um, they kind of flow downward from that. And then it's also a matter of just making sure that everything that you do include, all those details are driven by the story, that you're not just embellishing and putting in stuff because you think it's cool or interesting or you think it would be um, kind of show-offy or just like unnecessary filigrees, that everything that appears, every detail is in service to the, the story. With this idea of this kind of mess that becomes a book, how do you know when you're done? Well, at a certain point, you're obligated to turn it in by contract. Uh, I mean, I think that's a, that's a very glib answer, but I actually think it's very helpful to have deadlines, even if they're artificial deadlines that you give yourself, because otherwise it's in the nature of fiction that you could work on it forever. So um, I do think, though, that at a certain point as an artist, you learn to recognize when you have taken something and made it more or less what you imagine it was going to be, or at least like... I think there's this, I can't remember who said it, but there's this differential between your taste, you know, which is like your, your ideal of what the work should be, and then your ability, and you're just constantly trying to move that up that uh, bar graph or whatever it is from point A to point B. And at a certain point you go, okay, this is, this is pretty much it. It's not going to get a lot better than this. And then if I keep working on this, it's going to start to go down the other side of the mountain and get to be back toward being a mess. Where do you write? Describe your sort of desk space. Well, ideally, I work on a very clean desk, sort of looking out a window, but I feel like somehow my desk always ends up getting really messy, and then my kids come home, so I have to go work at a coffee shop, or I work at the library, or sometimes I work in the backyard. I actually think it's an important skill as a writer to be able to work pretty much anywhere, because I think that if you start getting into this kind of fetish of space, like, oh, it has to be like this, I has to work from this time to this time, I have to have this, you know, I have to have coffee, whatever, then you're looking for reasons to not get the work done, as opposed to just trying to get to a place where whenever I can, whenever there's a moment where I can work, wherever I am, if I have my computer or a notebook, I can just start working. So I sort of, that's what I aspire to for the most part. But do you have rituals? Do you have a schedule? Like I'm going to write from this time to this time every day? I try to, yeah. And in fact, I, when I really get into a book, I end up being very specific with myself. So I'll say tomorrow, I'm going to work from nine until 9.45 on chapter seven. And then I'm going to work from 9.45 to 10.30 on tracing out this character's journey. I'm going to work on the dialogue, but you know, and then I'm going to make a phone call. I try to do a lot of research. So I actually, when I'm really deep into a book, I do a lot of very specific scheduling because I find it's really valuable to have some kind of a roadmap for the day of work. Because with writing, if you just say, oh, I'm going to work tomorrow, I'm going to write for three hours. And you sit down and it's like, well, that's a long time. You're just looking at a blank page. It feels very overwhelming and kind of impossible. So I try to divide it into tasks, just like you would in any job. You know, if you're a, a radio producer or you're a lawyer, you don't just say, well, tomorrow I'm going to radio produce all day or I'm going to go practice the law. Like you, you have your things you're going to do. You check off, you march through your tasks. So for me, it's that balance of the kind of um, craftsmanship or logistical energy of like, this is the things I'm going to do balanced with the creative energy of just now I'm, now I'm just going to write, you know. What is the most common mistake you think that new writers make? They don't read enough. I mean, I think pretty much the m most of what you learn, the necessary skills you learn as a writer come from reading. And I think that um, as much as you can learn from a good teacher or from a good craft book, 
so much of what you need to do is just read and read and read and sort of you identify not only the the um the craft secrets oh how did she create this bit of suspense how did she um arc out you know oh i see what the the kind of structure that she put in place here but you also you learn what your taste is you you if you read a lot of different kind of work you understand the kind of work that you want to do i think like the best lessons i've gotten as a writer from like patricia highsmith john le carre um ralph ellison it's by the, just sort of immersing yourself in really great writers that you go oh okay i understand what kind of writer i want to be and hopefully a sense of how am i going to be a writer is there a book or a work that made you think, I want to be a writer, or, you know, changed your life? I think there's probably been a bunch over the years. The first I remember is probably The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Juster, which I definitely read when I was 10 or 11, probably, where I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is great. Uh, but then, you know, in college, I got really into Charles Dickens. I took a class on Dickens. I was like, this, is, this stuff is not only kind of dense and literary, but also hilarious. You know, I was like, oh, this is... This is so much fun. And then actually when I got that gig to write Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters, which was my first published novel, weirdly, I had to really engage with the original novel, this Jane Austen novel, Sense and Sensibility, and it was like mind-blowing um, how beautiful it was and also how clever it was and how well-constructed. And then finally, most recently, I got really into John le Carre, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Spy Who Came From the Cold, all that stuff, which I think was most recently really revolutionary to me in terms of um, how you craft a thriller or a suspense novel and how you do it with just complexity, 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 not spoon-feeding anything. What's on your nightstand now? Well, I have a friend named Anton Piatigorsky who has a novel that's about to come out called Altunsi, um, which is about a, the Supreme Court, and it's very, very clever and good. So about halfway through that. Um, I recently read a book called IQ by an author named Joe Edai, and uh, I'm about to read a book called Cartel by Don Winslow, who's an author that I've been meaning to read for a year now and have not had a chance yet, so I'm very excited to start Cartel. Do you have a Desert Island book? I love the book The Talented Mr. Ripley by Patricia Highsmith. Every time I read it, I learn something else about writing and about suspense, and, uh, and she was just a fascinating figure, and I find that book sort of infinitely delightful. Ben Winters, thank you. My pleasure, thanks for having me. Ben Winters, author of the New York Times bestseller, Underground Airlines, and an unbelievable range of other books, including the Last Policeman trilogy of existential detective novels, which is set in Concord, New Hampshire, our home and where our conversation was recorded. The 10-Minute Writers' Workshop is a production of NHPR. This episode was produced by Sarah Plourd with help from Maureen McMurray. To maintain your levels of writerly wisdom and inspiration, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Audioboom. Thanks so much for listening, and you can get some practice writing if you want to write a review for us in iTunes, which will help other people find us. Until next time, this is the 10-Minute Writer's Workshop.